One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport. Today I'm joined by Dan Lloyd. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, today we had stage four of the Tour de France, first summit finish of this year's Tour de France from Cisteron to Ossier Merlier. And this is how Eurosport's Carlton Kirby called it. Of Yates hasn't done yet either. He looks uh, cool as you like as well as he goes over towards the barriers with his uh, green shoulders on the back wheel of Lander. There is Alaphilippe likewise. They're all coming for it, but when are they going to go? 900 or so meters remaining. Who's got what it takes? Bernal's in there, tucked on the back wheel of uh, Roglic, who's about to be released by Sepp Kuss, who's still keeping the hurt going. Yeah, Sepp Kuss is actually flying up this climb. We saw Wout van Aert, and this is setting up for uh, Roglic. So how long can uh, Sepp could score because uh, Roglic will want to try and finish this off. He's got Bernal behind uh, Pogacar from uh, UE, Alaphilippe. They're all grimacing to hold on ha. to the flying Jumbo Visma team. There is Pogacar from UAE just in front of Alaphilippe who's trying to is wrestling the bike at the moment. This is about just uh, trying to stamp his authority on the day but he's stamping on the pedals right now but the pace being set right as we see it here from the American set because he's absolutely relentless. A genius at work. A man who I think could probably be a contender overall himself if he wasn't in uh, the duty of others and it's Bernal that's struggling and everyone else is in the pace and we've only got uh, less than 600 meters to go somebody's going to have to make the call and it's Guillaume Martin I think that's uh, going to kick off here and have a dig Brian yeah, yes, Guillaume Martin's gone for it, but Roglic reacts to it. He's got uh, Bernal on the wheel, Alaphilippe following, but uh, Bernal pulls over. He can't go with it, and uh, Alaphilippe grimacing as well. It's all down to uh, Roglic. Has he got enough to finish this one off? Martin has a look behind, knows that it's going to end up in a sprint. And Alaphilippe, the longer this goes on with this little dip, the more uh, uh, going to get involved. And Alaphilippe is going to be up for a sprint here, but it's Roglic on the back wheel of Guillaume Martin from Covinis, and here comes Miguel Angel Lopez. He's eating into the gap right now. Oh, and he gets balled, can't do it. No space at all. And there it is. Martin just heads around the headland here. And Roglic comes up and over the top. They're all going for it. Tani Pogacar is here. Two Slovenians in Island are going to head towards the line. But it's going to be Roglic at the end of today, surely. Oh, what a performance. What domination. And just what an effort it has been for the entire day. Finished off. Cherry on the cake. Primus Roglic. And so that was how Carlton Kirby called it. Stage win for Primoz Rodlich from Jumbo Visma. And Dan, they looked they looked like a team that's going to win this race today, or, or certainly the intent they're going to win it. They looked just as strong as they have done on the lead into the tour, didn't they? They didn't have George Bennett at the front. He crashed, of course, on stage uh, one, I think it was. But even without him, you know, Wout Van Aert on incredible mm. form as he has been since racing with you. Yeah. yeah, taking it to a K and a half to go. I mean, we've said it a few times already, but he's a, he's a heavy guy, you know, certainly not a pure climber by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. So to get the team up to that point was really quite incredible. And the other teams will be looking at that and thinking, what can we do? Yeah, and we haven't really seen much of him, have we, in those sprints? Because obviously we've seen him with Sam Raymond, all the races building up to this. But I mean, I tipped him that he could potentially win the green jersey, but it looks as though he's probably put his own individual success and, and chances to one side 
for that of the team, which shows the amount of confidence they have in their leaders in this race. Well, yeah, and they also um, announced their roster for this tour last December, I think mm. it was, which is kind of unheard of. I think they had to make a, one or two small changes to the roster. Of course, Kreisweit's not here because of his crash at the Dauphiné, but lots of confidence in Roglic. Uh, Dumoulin's looking pretty good as mm. well. Maybe not quite where he was. Well, considering where he's come from. He's, exactly, um, yeah. exactly. So they'll be full of confidence now because, you know, what a Sepp Kuss as Sepp well, amazing, taking it almost to the yeah. line, really, for Roglic. They, they do look on, on formidable form, really. Yeah, and they look like what we became accustomed to and what we were used to seeing in the Sky Ineos era, wasn't it, really? And uh, they really, Carapace losing time today. Um, Bernal... I mean, it was a fast climb, and I don't think burnout, they, the, the steeper climbs were certainly uh, super again, particularly when we go over into to higher altitudes. But exactly. They were really limited to our numbers, weren't they? They were. And also, I noticed that when Wout Bernard swung off, I think it was Kwiatkowski and Kasserovieko just behind. Yeah. And they Kastor didn't Vieco really. drop then, didn't they? Mm, they didn't really sort of start to drive it. They let the others do the work. They are riding completely differently. I mean, that might well be part of the plan, yeah. but it's quite weird to see at the moment another team doing exactly what they used to do. Like I said though, Bernal, it's a long way to go still, isn't it? Last mm. year, he didn't look sparkling, did he? Until that no. stage where he ended up taking the yellow jersey. No. So we've got that final week, which is pretty horrendous when it comes to high mountains. And like you said, when it gets over 2,000 metres, he could well come into his own. So, I mean, this race is far from over, isn't it? No, and it's funny to think we're just on stage four, yeah. really, stage five tomorrow. Primoz though, I mean, he, he as, a, as an individual, aside from the team he's got, the way he's riding, He's always nearly near the front. I mean, he's very poker-faced, isn't he? Anyway, he's, we keep saying quite new to the sport, five or six years now. His background is obviously comes from a sport where balls of steel, isn't it, in, in you know, ski jumping. But this is his fourth Grand Tour now where he's going for maybe the win or a podium, certainly. But the last three Grand Tours, he's ridden the Tour de France in 2018. He was third. Third in the Giro last year, won the Volta. I mean, for someone who's fairly that new to the sport, he's, he's not got a bad Palmares, has he? He's not, and he hasn't Plus really, all the other races. He's got he no weaknesses, has he? I mean, no. he's so consistent, not just at the Grand Tours, but in the stage races mm. between them. He's won a hell of a lot of races. He seems to learn from every mistake he makes, doesn't he? And he's a great descender. You remember, yeah. I think he's won a stage well, at all. you so, wouldn't you, with the... Uh, well, exactly, he's, like you said, he's got, he's got no fear yeah. on the descents. And so, you know, th there's not even that point where other riders and his rivals can start to look at it and mm. think, well, that's a weakness there. We'll go for that one. He's got the team, he's got the bike handling skills, he's got the power-to-weight ratio. He has got everything he needs to win this race, but mm. it is a long way still to go. Yeah, and... Um, you know, on Ineos, really, we did speak yesterday about the the, the loss of Nico Portel mm. to that team, and obviously that's the first first year they've been without Nico. You know, I can't imagine it'll make a huge, obviously, the tragedy of it, but they'll they'll, they'll try and replace Nico. But he's almost replaceable in some ways. But also, we'll listen to the interview later on, which our own all of Chinua had with Rod Ellingworth, who it almost went a little bit. I noticed that he actually left the team last year as well. So two big losses there that were two major players in the organisation of that Tour de France team. Rod wasn't at the Tour de France last year because he'd already left before then. And last year was the first sign, even with uh, Grant Thomas in the team, where they didn't look the old sort of sky train. Mm. Um, and I, I wonder, it, it's, they have to start, that we said yesterday, they have to start um, trying to win the Tour in a different way. But two major players, it, it, it clearly has had an impact on that team. Yeah, and when you start to list it down like that, you realise how many changes there have been yeah. in, in that team. Like you said, you know, no more Chris Froome this year, no more Geraint Thomas, obviously you're not there. They've had to change over to Egan Bernal and Carapaz pretty quickly. Mm. Like, so they've also lost Rod Ellingworth. They've also unfortunately lost Nico Portal as well. And they've decided to sort of have 
a number of different decision makers uh, making those tactics for the stages rather than just Nico mm. Portal because I think they realised uh, when he'd gone how much he knew about the sport and yeah. how influential he was in also everything his, that they also did. Also his persona and his personality. He was, a very, he was a very friendly, warm person, very clear on his, on his decisions. And he knew France like the back of his hand. You know, the Frenchman, he knew the tour. He'd always ridden in the service of Valverde and the like in the Tour de France. So, you know, he, he, he was almost, I say, if there's anyone in this sport, anyone in that team that we were, was irreplaceable, it was certainly him, I think. Um, but going on to tomorrow now, stage five is potentially another day for the sprinters. Um, fairly 883 kilometres. Sagan, we keep mentioning he's not looking his usual self, is he? Um, tomorrow, the predictions are it's going to come down to Bennett and... And Caleb Ewan again for that for that sprint finish, slightly uphill again. Um, but the green jersey competition, first time in seven years, it looks like he could be challenged in it now. Yeah, it's close still. And I know it's only day four, but mm. normally by this point, it's not that close because he's picked up a whole load of intermediate sprints and been so consistent at the finish. Like you keep saying, he just doesn't quite look at his normal self. He has got the Giro to do later on this year, of course, as well. But... You know, I think you spoke last year about the fact that he's, he's had some troubles in his personal life. Yes. And he's won so much. He's pretty much won what yeah. he can win. And the standard him. that he was at to keep that, I mean, we talk about seven years in green. I mean, that's a career and a lifetime for most people, isn't mm. it, in bike racing? So it's not a crime. And he is allowed, you know, and, and with the gear we've had as well, it's not been a, a normal year, has it? And Sagan's the type of person who would have that classic season and race a lot. And that's what gets him into form for the Tour de France. So, yeah, it's a bit, I think it's a different year for everyone. And of course, we lost the exception of Grant Thomas because of the, the year we've had it didn't quite hit form. Ineos, um, as Rod says in his interview, which we're going to play later on, that um, they, they're not quite on it this year. And, and also all I spoke in the post show about what Jonathan Valter said, which I thought was quite brutal and, and, and quite honest of him. And that was his assessment of, of Ineos. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, they don't look they, their normal selves no. at the moment, do they? I mean, no, he, well, his words, I think, were... They've got it wrong, haven't they? Right, year? well, I mean, he does like to stick the knife in yeah. whenever he can. I mean, I think there's quite a sort of um, rivalry between Jonathan Voss and Dave Brailsford. We've I both mean, ridden under him as well, haven't we? You've ridden there. Well, yeah, I mean, they're just completely different personalities yeah. and completely different teams. Hey, how are we going? They? Yeah, well, well, he can be quite well, awkward. Got there, he can be quite awkward as, yeah, a, as a manager and a people person. I mean, you were there when Matt yeah. White was there and he was the people yeah. person. But he JV, was... I quite like JV. He's a very personable one-on-one and um, he likes to play that sort of um, I, I could never work out if he does it a provocateur, you know, he does it just to, to kind of play that game outside. But he's a very intelligent man, isn't he? But inside the camp, he was always, we didn't really see him much, but when you did see him, he was, he was sort of very one-on-one, quite nice. And, hey, how's it going? You <laughs> didn't see much of him, though. I mean, he did say recently somewhere that... Like, uh, oh. That's a great impression, bro. Oh. He did say recently that his role changes every year. He spent so many years trying to make sure he's still got funding for that team yeah. for the next yeah. year that his entire time is taken up with that and he can't really do, you know, the, the manage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas this year, he's, you know, he's now got EF Pro Cycling and they seem to be backing it for a long period of time so uh, he can concentrate on performance, etc. So, Although yeah. they, they, didn't, they weren't great today, were they? Uran was the only rider, I think, that finished on the same time yeah, as, as Roglic, yeah. whereas yeah. Iguita and Martinez. It's about two, three hundred. Yeah, too far back, was he? It wasn't too yeah. far back. They've lost Martinez with that crash uh, yesterday or the day before on stage two, yeah. uh, and he's lost more time today. But I think they'll be going for stage wins in the end here. Yeah, I think they may well do. Adam Yates was still there, no report. You reckon he's going to go for GC? He said he wasn't well, going for GC on the way into this. We don't know, do we? We never know why he, but I mean, um, he'll stay there as long as possible, I guess, and, and go for the sprint uh, stage wins. But you know, uh, I saw Chavez as well there. He was up there, yeah. It's great to, to go, see. Um, which he... is, is always a good sign. 
Um, but yeah, it remains to be seen. Um, tomorrow, Graham's back on the podcast. Um, but thank you, Dan. And um, we'll say goodbye. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to play the interview all the did with Rod Ellingworth, the performance director at Bahrain. Team principal, I think, now, isn't he? Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. And we'll play out with that interview with Waller and Rod. Cheers, goodbye, thanks. Tune in tomorrow. So, Rod, you have come to this Tour de France with the GC team backing Mikael Landa. It's the first time that you've been on a team pursuing <coughs> GC that's not Team Sky or Ineos. What's that like for you? Yeah, quite different, yeah. Um, enjoying the challenge, to be honest. You know, um, I think just personally, you know, it was a, it was a good opportunity for me to move on um, and try to do something different for myself for, for a while, you know, for a change. So, uh, yeah, I've really been enjoying the challenge. Uh, obviously, we've had a, a few ups and downs during the, the you know, the off-season, if you like. Um, but, you know, we've got through it okay. And actually, I couldn't have been more um, proud of the, the group we brought into the race here. So, Rod, it feels like every year at the Tour de France, teams turn up and look at Sky, Ineos, Ineos Grenadiers as they are this year and think to themselves, what can we do? What are they doing right? How can we beat them? So how do you out Ineos, Ineos? <clears throat> For me, it's about looking at everybody. But mainly in, in a way, it's about how do we think we can win the race? Um, you know, and with the cards that we can play and the strength that we have with, with Mikel. I think, um, you know, for Mikel, this is quite different for him. It's his first time ever. He's actually come into a Grand Tour solely as the leader of the team. Um, so I think his whole approach coming in here has been completely different. So, you know, looking at that, we, we know our plan. We know what we want to do. <clears throat> but, you know, without telling too much about how we're going to do it, Every team, you know, every team can be beaten. That that's for sure. Um, and then we just got to take our chances. You know, Mikel's one of the best climbers in the world. He's shown that year in, year out, and he always comes good at the end of the tour. You know, last week of a Grand Tour, he's he's uh, nine times out of ten really good. So, of course, this race will be played out in the final week. I'm sure. Do any of mm. Grenadiers have the same status in the peloton with the team that they brought to this Tour de France <coughs> that, that they might have done in, in years before? I think obviously it's changed and, um, you know, the, the, they perhaps don't have the years of experience in the tour they have had if they'd got Froome or Geraint, but they've got a lot of depth um, right in the centre of the team. So, you know, they can swap people in and out. You know, they've perhaps got a little bit more um, uh, variation of riders to be able to do that, really. Um, but what I do think, what I'm noticing a little bit is people now aren't sort of saying or look at how Ineos are riding. They're actually saying, look at how Visma are riding. And that's quite a change. I think there's a lot of teams now who are you know, sort of getting up to that level <clears throat> um, and proving that they can be as successful. So if you were to pick one team then, and I know you won't want to do this because you'll say that you'll respect all opposition and, and obviously you guys are in that mix yeah. as well. But if you were to pick one team as a team that you think are the ones to be beaten for this Tour de France, who would it be? Um, I, I think Ineos, definitely. You know, the, <laughs> After the, all that, you've gone with Ineos anyway. <laughs> oh, I think so, yeah, because I, I think you'd be crazy to underestimate the strength that they do have. But I really do feel like we've got a, we've got a race on our hands here, and I, and I think we're in the mix. You know, we've, we've come here with Mikel clearly to try and win this race. There's no I'm not trying to get away from that. <clears throat> you know, um, I think Mikel feels well supported, and we're going to give it a really good go, yeah. When you uh, started with Sky, the, uh, you, you said a time limit. 
or Dave Briesford set a time limit on when you were going to win a Tour de France. That was five years. You guys did it in three. Have you got a time limit at Barry and McLaren? I mean, myself personally, I don't see why we can't win within uh, the next three years or so. Um, uh, you know, I don't see why we can't. I think it's all about um, getting the right team on the line in the right condition uh, and, you know, all to play for, really. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.